All right, so we are back, and we're going to speak with the multi-talented producer, engineer, and musician, Komodo, a.k.a. Will Henderson the second. What's, <laughs> What's up? Happy Wednesday, my dude. All day. Literally. Yeah. What you been up to today? What you? How'd you get your day started? Uh, actually, I got my day started. I got some crazy deals. Um, oh. So there's this like pallet place. It's a pallet liquidation center that's near me. And so they sell like like pallets, but they're like full of stuff. And this is like from Amazon, Target, Dollar Store, like Walmart, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you can buy the pallets and get whatever you want on it. Or, you know, not whatever you want, but like you have to buy the whole pallet, but you get all this stuff and you can flip it, you can sell it, do whatever. But something that's kind of special about the one that's here in my city is that they also do these like, they have like this whole section of a warehouse where it's just bins and they just put random stuff in there. Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they put random shit in there. <laughs> and uh, so you walk through and you can get whatever you want. Um, they restock every Saturday. Oh. And on Saturday, each item, no matter what it is, everything is $8, whether it works or not. And then each day throughout the week, the prices go down as people pick through the stuff. Dang it. Hey. Sorry. No, you're good. Popular um, bands. I know. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, so you. Dog, chill. Dang. I'm so sorry. I'm it's so okay. sorry. It's my, oh, my good. girlfriend. Trying to... Here, I'm going to pause. But, um, oh. No, I, oh. I'm, good. I'm good. Okay. But, okay. uh, so yeah, so it goes down every day. And on Wednesdays, it's dollar day. Oh. And so everything in there is a dollar. And so I got like, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know if they'll be able to see it in the podcast, but like right behind me in this chair, that's probably like a 75 foot HDMI cable. I got it for like three bucks. I found some Philips Hue lights. We found juicers. We found, today I found like wireless headphones, like dual driver headphones. Um, I found like a, stand to charge my phone my airpods and my apple watch at the same time uh like a bunch of random stuff i found that harness that's on mozart my dog i found that for a dollar like so yeah i started my day off eight o'clock in the morning i was hitting those bins i was getting those deals you feel me where is this is this is it through amazon what is this through it's in Indiana. It's the place oh. itself is called Appleseed Pallet Liquidation. Okay. Uh, I'm not affiliated. That's not a sponsor, but uh, <laughs> um, but it's called Appleseed Pallet Liquidation, and um, yeah, I mean it. That's it's dope, and it's it's pretty much in every city. So if you look up like a pallet liquidation or just pallet sales, you'll probably find a store close to you, and the pallets themselves can go from like a hundred bucks up to like a thousand bucks, you know, like, but if you like, I saw a pallet one time, it was a thousand dollars, but right on top of the pallet was like five Dyson vacuum cleaners. I was like, bro, if you sell those, you get your money back. And I'm about to go back Saturday because they just dropped a bunch of pallets that are bikes, like mountain bikes. Ooh. And the whole pallet is going to be like 350 bucks. I think they said, 
but every bike on there is valued at 250 bucks. It's got stickers on them, like still got the tags on them. And it comes with like eight bikes for like 350 bucks. Oh so I'm going to, I need a bike anyway. So I'm going to go buy a bike and then I'm going to sell off the other ones and make a bunch of money. Like it's really nice. Oh, so Okay. I'm adding this to my list. I'm very jealous. Yeah. Multi-faceted, multi-talented, like you said, the, the yeah. hustle, the art of the hustle. <laughs> the hustle. <laughs> no. Literally, the art of finesse. Uh, exactly. I, I remember telling you in college you should write a book because it was. Yo, just- dead ass. I just, I was like, yo, I need to go ahead and write that book. I need yep. to get on the art of finesse. Hey, coming soon to a Barnes and Noble near you. Let's go. You know, I'm gonna <laughs> buy all of them. It's gonna be a bestseller. I know, right? It really will, because at the end of the book, it's going to be like, I finessed you out of that $10 for this book, homie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show, Komodo. It's so good to see you. I want to yeah. know, for the viewers, how did we meet? When did we first meet? Do you remember? How did we meet? That is a good question. It was at Elon, and I know it was through the music department, I don't, you know, like, we've got so many memories together. I really don't even, I don't know, like, the first, like, first time we met. But it had to be in, like, like an emperor, or not an emperor breakout, but, like, a music departmental meeting. Yeah. Or it had to be in one of those classes that we took together, like, a mandatory music thing. And we were I, all in there. I vaguely recall, like, knowing who you were at, in L.A. during, like, the orientation. Because yeah. I remember being like, oh, you're Will Henderson the third. And you're like, no, I'm the second. <laughs> I was like, what? That's, I mean, that's still sick. But I remember vividly, I think LA is where it all started. Yeah, okay. Where, where it got together. Because I definitely saw you in like breakouts and departmentals, cause, but not really. Because since I was a technical theater major, I was half in, half out. Yeah. Uh, but I think LA is where it started. And then you were roommates with Connor. So I was always over there. Yes. <laughs> oh, and Taylor those, and Jake, yeah. Doing those recordings on the couch with no acoustic treatment. <laughs> uh, you already know. That was sick. Yeah. And then I love I'm so happy. Oh, Mozart. Hello. <laughs> Whoa, so cute. Mozart said, I don't want to be here for this. So I know. He's like, Ralph. <laughs> I'm going to hit you right Oh, it was my roommate outside the door. Oh, that's dope. why he was barking. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. So definitely LA somewhere in there. Such yeah, a yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, just being in the the orientation, being in classes. Um, World percussion. Yeah, probably me having some trees or something like that. Uh- Yo, World percussion, though. World percussion. Yo, we, I'm going to save that story for later. But Alrighty. World percussion ensemble with Jim Roberts. Jim, the Tao of Time. Yes, oh my, my man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> After you left, I was very sad. But it like more people started joining, and it felt a lot better. I made some friends through there. But at first, just with me, Jim Roberts, and one other person, it was not very fun. But great class. Learned a lot. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, it is a good class. You build calluses too. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you have a favorite memory of us or me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I know what it is. <laughs> and it involves Jim Roberts' uh, ensemble class. Oh my god. Y'all. Here we one go. time, 
we were sitting in class. My mom and my sister actually came to visit and they uh, they came into the class. You know, I asked ahead of time, yo, you know, my parent, my mom and my sister come in. My mom loves drums. She's always wanted to learn how to play, wanted to learn how to play like congas, you know, bongos, the djembe, all that stuff. And she's always been fascinated by it. So, you know, I'm in world percussion ensemble playing all of that. So I'm like, hey, come through. And that was probably the most fun I had in that class because my mom had a blast, had no clue what she was doing. She's not rhythmically challenged. She's just not a musician. (laughs) Sorry, mom. And uh, my sister, though, she was going ham. She was going ham. And her hands were so like, after we finished up, she's like, yo, my hands hurt. And um, I just remember in that class, knowing that I had to leave early because they were there. And I said, all right. It's, <laughs> I said, all right, it's time. <laughs> it's time. We got to go. And Jim was like, yeah, yeah. All right, for sure. Like, thank you for coming to the class. I'll see y'all later. And of course, Erica said, I'm attacked. I got to go too. We all look like, what are you talking about? You're in the class. What? What? What is William and his mom and his sister who got to leave early? And Erica says, well, I'm his manager, so I got to go, too. (laughs) And you stood up and you grabbed your bag and you walked out. Mm -hmm. You walked out with us. I did. That was probably one of my funniest memories that I ever have of us (laughs) because I laughed. I still, I, I can still call my mom right now and she would still laugh about that. <laughs> yeah, I literally <laughs> said I'm not taking this class now that the party's leaving. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's such a good memory. I, I don't even think, I think I followed you and your fam to what the event that you're having. But then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, look at the time. I'm going to go get some food. <laughs> I know. Hey, it was a per, it was. Flawless execution. I mean, flawless. He couldn't find the, it. He couldn't. Your window yeah. of opportunity was very small. It was very and small. And when I tell you, you were, you were right there, you said, oh, you seized it. Yep. You seized it. Yep. That was hilarious. And I got credit for that day. I, I attended the class. <laughs> I did attend. I had to leave early because I had an appointment. You had to you had to make sure I made it, you know. True, you know, I had to. You had to make I'm sure I'm the manager. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. So you live out in Indiana now, is that correct? Yeah. I know. I mean, we spent a summer in LA and I thought I mean I got the vibe that you were ready to go to LA. So what kind of changed? Where to go from there? And tell me more about Indiana as well. Hell yeah. Um I mean, well, you know, my story of how I got to Indiana, when I got out of school. Um, you know, I had that internship in LA, which was part of the requirement for the whole program, um, out there, shout out ES audio and Donnie, shout out Donnie. Um, I was there working with Connor and I was there working with, um, uh, Oh gosh, I cannot remember his name now. That was like the only, t- uh, I think it was Andrew. No, it wasn't Andrew, but that was like the only time I, I talked to him I when we were there at, uh, at, at Elon, the whole, like the whole yeah. four years was that that LA experience because he was in the studio with us. But um yeah, so I finished that up. You know, Donnie was like, hey, 
you know, if you want to come back out here, I do need some good engineers. You, you two are solid and, uh, you know, yeah, come on out here. So I took that and I was like, oh, you know, my senior year, I got something lined up in LA afterwards. Let's go. And I got out, I was working like three jobs and uh, I was saving up my money, like saving, just saving, saving, saving that whole summer. And probably around September-ish, like late September-ish, um, I was actually, so one of my jobs was uh, as like a, I was a gate attendant at a pool, at a pool. And so I literally just sat there and I checked people in and out. Um, and then every other hour, I would go up to the top of the slide and let the kids know when they could go. And that was my old job. And I was racking in probably 80 hours a week. That time and a half was absolutely beautiful. So I was doing that. Plus, I was delivering pizzas, getting the tips, you know, getting cash in time. So I was saving a lot of money. And um, one day I was at the pool. I was super bored. And I called my Sweetwater sales engineer. This is also not a plug for them. But I called my sales engineer and we were chatting it up. I was bored. So I was like, yeah, let's talk about some synths today. You know, I'm looking at for a beginner synthesizer. I want to get into it. I know how to play keys. You know, I've been playing my whole life. I know theory, but I want to get into sound design and stuff like that. And he just immediately knew what I needed. And, you know, I was I was like, wow, this, this guy's pretty smart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, so I, I just asked him, I was like, what is it like? What is it like working there? And he was like, well, you know, you get all your gear at a discount. Everybody here has a home studio. It was probably the home studio capital of the world. Wow. He's like, you get to meet people in the industry that come through all the time. You get to, you know, take classes, learn all of this stuff. Like your your knowledge is going to go way up. He's like, plus the city itself is super cheap. Like the cost of living is like almost nothing. So, um, you know, so I was like, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll apply, like not thinking anything of it. But then I applied and they like really pursued me because I was at this job at the pool. So I couldn't just up and leave like that. I was also the only person working at the pool by this point. So I was doing running the whole pool by myself. I mean, all I had to do was run the gate, which was not hard. You know, is that was a one person job. But um yeah, so then I applied. They flew me out for the interview, and then they offered me a job, and they offered to pay for me to move. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, would you rather move to a place where it's, you know, over a 1000 you know, a 1000 bucks a month for, like, a, you know, this little corner space in somebody's room? Or do you want to, you know, get an all-expense-paid move to a new place? So I ended up taking it. I moved out here uh, to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And, um, you know, I got here. I remember landing, like when they flew me in for the interview, I remember landing because this gets into more of what Fort Wayne and Indiana is like. Uh, I landed on that plane. I got off of the plane and I was in baggage claim within like three steps. Oh, my gosh. It is the smallest airport I have ever been to. Wow. And it probably ever will be to the planes that fly out of there have like 12 rows, <laughs> like, like crop dusters. They're tiny. Is there first class? No. I mean, the whole plane is technically first class. Oh my God. <laughs> it's small. It's really small. Seriously. It's like one seat on the left and two seats on the right type small. It's, they're small jets. Damn. Oh 
my so God. it's good because you know you like you're you know it's like not many people you don't have to go through security long you know it's it's real quick in and out in that airport the only problem is those jets are so small you can't fly to i can't fly from fort wayne straight to la i have to get a connected flight because the plane just doesn't have enough fuel so i remember landing i looked around my mom called me what do you see i said ma i haven't seen a single building over two stories and all i see is cornfields and cows like (laughs) so i mean that was indiana you know but then i moved up here i started meeting people through work and stuff and i started going out and seeing the city um the music scene here is like crazy like there's bands everywhere there's like musicians just art uh you know people painting doing sculptures dancing there's all kinds of stuff there's like arts festivals and stuff it's, very, it's a very art centric town you know city I, I i mean i'd call it a city but it's more of a town to me it's it reminds me of elon but it's bigger okay but um yeah then i you know then i then i kind of did everything in like the first few months and i was like oh this is what they meant when they said the cost of living was cheap. It ain't shit to do here. Like everything is closed at 9 p.m. except McDonald's, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut and <laughs> oh Domino's. So if you don't eat before nine, you're probably not gonna mm-hmm. eat healthy, you know, the, the rest of the night. So um it's yeah, it's, it's it's pretty small. Right now I I I still live technically Fort I mean it's Fort it was Fort Wayne, but technically I'm like, it's a, it's a town called New Haven, but I'm like 10 minutes outside of downtown. So that's why I say it's, it's still kind of downtown. You know, I jump on one road and I'm right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not much, it's not much to do out here. Um, except make music work, stack your bread. I mean, you know, my rent is mad cheap. You know, I'm probably gonna piss a lot of people off, but I pay four fifty a month, utilities included. Oh, my heart just broke a little bit. <laughs> oh my god! No, I've probably caused <laughs> cardiac arrest for a couple people uh, right there. So you know, cost cost of living is like super cheap, and as long as you have a good job out here, you know, you're making really good money. So you're able to save a whole lot. You know, you're not paying upwards of nine fifty. You know, seven eight hundred nine fifty something like that for rent. So all that extra money I get to save, uh, which has come in clutch a lot of times, you know, mostly for gear. You know, I, mm. I dropped the, I dropped a lot of money. Is that a Moog over there behind yeah, you? That is a Moog, yeah. Hey. I've got a Sub 37. Okay. Uh, I've got my Nord Stage 3 downstairs. And we just, we just had a Profit, but uh, a Profit 6 up here, but my roommate ended up selling it. He wants to get a Profit X. Um and then I think I'm probably gonna get like a poly brute next, but I really want to save up for that Moog one. That's but that's like nine grand, you know. So when yeah. I when I drop the yeah. money on that, I'm gonna be, who I'm gonna be hurt. <laughs> I feel that. I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. But yeah, I don't know about Indiana. I don't see myself out there. I mean, you know what? Like people people hate on it, and I yeah. hate on it. I ain't even gonna lie. I hate on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about you know I like. Erica, you're wearing my hat right now. I'm thinking about coming out with more clothes, and I want it to oh, be like, okay. and it's going to say Fort Lame. <laughs> <laughs> Fort Lame, like that, that, that ass. that's what this place is. I love that, um, I love that. But what I will say is that I've been trying to get a couple people to come out here because 
the houses and stuff are extremely cheap. They're like really cheap. I mean, you can get like a four bedroom, two and a half bathroom sitting on like two, three acres of land and it won't even be a hundred grand. Oh like you can get some a pretty, you can get some land, a house, like you can get some nice stuff. So I've been trying to save up my money so I can like get with my homies. We can put this down payment and get like a mansion. And then we can all split the mortgage and put a nice studio in the basement or, you know, some, or in a, in a room, something like that, or just turn like the whole living room into a studio and just crank out music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, imagine if it was like you, K fresh Casper, me, we have Matt Clanton, all, you know, all the people from, from like Emperor, you know, imagine, Mm -hmm. imagine if you just randomly grabbed 10 people, you know, and you were like, here, live in the house you know we get like a six seven bedroom house or something like that and we just all split the cost you know we're not going to be paying anything number one Mm -hmm. and you can get a part-time job and probably afford to live out here that's first thing but the second thing you have all your like oh yo i can't play the keys but i know so-and-so can or i can't play guitar but this person can or i can't sing this melody but that person you know it would just be cool to have that like in-house, like you just go and grab the people that you need from their room rather than, hey, bro, I got this track. Can I email it to you? You know, I got a Dropbox link, you know, what can, what can you put, you know, it's a little harder when it's like that. But, you know, that's how collaboration works in this industry. But I think it would be cool to have like a, a little compound or something like that, you know, get a big house, a lot of land, buy some dirt bikes, you know what I'm saying? Okay. A pool. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a dream of mine. <laughs> the real question, though, is uh, how's the bud out there? <laughs> well, number one, it's illegal. Number uh-huh. two, and <laughs> number two, I think we might be state number fifty to legalize it. Wow. Yeah, they are like very against it. But I will say this: we got on our on my to my east, we have Ohio where it's medicinally legal. Okay. On the north side, we got Michigan clutch as hell because that is fire number one and number two they have the lowest tax so i think i get taxed i mean it's still like 16 percent. but if i go west and i go to illinois and i go hit up chicago you know i'm three hours outside of chicago if i go hit chicago i'm looking at like 30 percent tax oh my gosh i bought a vape and a chocolate bar and my tax was the same amount as the chocolate bar that was all I got. I got a vape and I got a chocolate bar. And the tax was the same amount as the chocolate bar. Jeez. That's so on the north it. side, on the north side, it is very clutch. Um, I'm like an hour away from um, there's Green Tree Relief, Dr. A's. Actually, there. so the an hour away, there's a small town. It's called Reading, Michigan. Okay. A, a population of maybe like 500 people. There's three dispensaries there. Huh. Why do you need three? Mm-hmm. For that amount of people. It's, yeah, they probably smoke a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's fire, um, you know, in places like Michigan, places like Illinois, you know, especially because you can go and get, like, you can go to places where they make infused foods and stuff. You know, you don't have to just buy bud. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So, I mean, here, around here, I mean, it's pretty straight because usually it's coming from there anyway. We're so Oh, there it goes. Oh, dang, yeah. But I was saying it's usually pretty good just because it's coming from there anyway. 
but it's like also pretty cool because you can just like walk in the dispenser and be like what you got today you know what's your what's your deal what's what y'all got you know i'd be like five cards for a hundred dollars i'm like come on what else what else am i adding to my cart today right like give me more right oh that's sick um i'm considering um i get very shy when i go into dispensaries i've only been into one and i just kind of like hung out in the background um but that's awesome yeah, they are, you know, legal drug dealers. You know, it's a little intimidating. Oh, I was yeah. nervous. I was nervous the first time I went in because uh, I went to Michigan up to Ann Arbor. I just drove a little further than I do now, but I drove up to Ann Arbor and um, I went and got, I like walked in and, um, the, the you know, they your first time there, they have to create like a whole profile and account and everything for you. They have to verify your identity and everything and your age. So oh, wow. I'm in Michigan with a North Carolina license and I live in Indiana and the lady just looked at me and she was like, all right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was my first experience in a dispensary. I was like, eh, are you even going to let me in? Like, <laughs> yeah, I get, I get that. I get that vibe. Damn. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. So looking at the timeline, um, so you moved to Indiana, you worked at Sweetwater, you hooked me up with some really nice gear thank you so much my purchase of 2020 i got all that dj equipment i got this wonderful interface that loves loves to give me problems but we love we love it uh but you hooked me up and then you moved on so you no longer work with sweetwater but where you are now what what's going on what you doing yeah for sure so um so not not with sweetwater anymore right now i'm actually working as a chef Ooh. Uh, working in, in a steakhouse that's here in, in town um, well, actually, that's that's one of the places open past 9 p.m. because we close at like 10 or 11 okay. on weekdays okay. and weekend. Good to know. So, um, so if you want some, you know, New York strips, some lobster tails, some sea bass, you know what I'm saying, come hit me up. Hey, hey, okay, okay. <laughs> Just don't come at the last minute because I will throw your food. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the kitchen is closed. I will unashamed. I will be unashamed and I will throw your food together. I mean, it's going to look nice and it's going to taste good, but... That love might not be in oh the rest. <laughs> but no, it's fun. It's fun. I mean, it's challenging. Uh, I mean, I never thought I, I like to cook, but I never thought I'd be like, you know, cooking at, the, at this level. So it's cool. You know, um, we're very much on the presentation of the food, how it's cooked, making sure everything is coming out hot at the same time. You know, we it, it's very serious. It's run. It's run like a tight ship. So um, it's it's pretty cool to like be a part of that team and like, you know, I was on sides. I was like plating everything, putting the mashed potatoes and the broccoli and all that. Now they actually have me on the saute, so I'm like cooking this mess. Okay. You know, I'm cooking everything. So, um, so I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I know I've got you know I got I got a bandaid on my finger right now. I cut myself. I got a burn on my wrist. Oh, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm starting to mess up my hands. The tricks I'm, of the I'm, trade. <laughs> I'm a real chef now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You're making me hungry. I I can't have too much red meat, but I'm like, oh, I want some steak right now. I know. Oh my God. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more in your free time. I see you making music. I see you working with a band. So tell me a little bit about what you're up to. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my band Fua, uh, Fua. FUA. Oh. They uh they're doing really good. I mean, we've been working on recording for now our second project. Um, but we put our first project out. We've been playing together for, I'd say, about two years. 
Uh, we put our first project out and it just self-titled, just for and um, that one, I mean, it did really good. It got a lot of traction. A lot of people at Sweetwater were impressed by it. Oh. Um, you know, and those are some those are some very talented people that yeah. are working in there. They don't just pick anybody. Well, anymore they they used to not just pick anybody. They do now. But uh, you know, the people who have been there for a while, the people who are really talented, they were they were impressed by it. Um, it was just something different, you know. And we started playing a few shows. It's nine people in the band. It started out with uh, like six, but it's worked its way up to nine. Uh, we've got two guitars, bass, drums. I play keyboard. We have um, the singer, and then we have um, percussion. We have a trumpet player, and we have a saxophone player. Wow. So it's a, a big band. band. Yeah. And, you know, nine people, we started out playing shows and they would be like, here's 50 bucks and a bucket of beers. And it would be like six beers. So we'd have to dip into the 50 bucks Damn. just to buy three more. And we all like have a celebratory, what, you know, congrats on our first show type drink, you know. Yeah. But now, I mean, we played a show recently at the Brass Rail. We have another one coming up actually on the 24th. Oh, and um, those shows when we play at the Brass Rail now, I mean, you know, they at first they were like, oh, well, you know, we'll give you a percentage of the door sales. And we were like, I bet, because we bring a crowd. Exactly. And so now we're actually making like good money, like good money <laughs> going and playing these shows. And we've got like, a, you know, lines wrapped around the building and stuff like that. People really come out and they show up for the shows and everything. So it's been gaining a lot of traction and it's been doing a really good job. Uh, so I'm, I'm really proud to be in that. Um, I also, just on the side, I play piano for a church on Sundays now. Okay. Um, so I'm doing that as well. Um, nice. Just trying to stay on the keyboard and, you know, keep my skills up, continue to build them. Um, and then, you know, I, I my girlfriend's here. My dog is here. Mozart. And, uh, yeah, my, my Mozart, my girlfriend, Grace. And um, so, you know, and then, yeah, making a lot of music. I've been making a lot of beats, engineering some projects for people. Um, just trying to stay busy, you know, keep my chops up, stay in the kind of in the know of what's going on. Um, you know, yeah, it's just it's just fun. You know, it's fun. I, I feel that. I feel that. I enjoy it. It doesn't feel like work to me. It just I get up. I'm like, man, let's make some beats. You know what I'm saying? What kind of music would you describe for the band? Fwa. I like the name. Fwa. It's like, well, first, you got to say it like, Fwa. Oh, okay. Fwa. 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 Yeah. Fwa. Nice. I would describe it as kind of like, I I mean, it's tough. It's like, we have some, like, our songs have a lot of Latin influence, okay. But I bring a whole lot of because I've written some of the, I've written some of the songs for the band. Oh. But we kind of have a format where like we kind of bring our own ideas together, and you know we'll come up with ideas, bring it to the band, and then we'll just kind of jam on it, see if it turns into something. Um, so I, I've I've gotten a couple like forehead um, bobby pins, you know, a couple that we've already put out, some that we're recording. And just playing at shows right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bring like that jazz, you know, like neo soul kind of vibe. Um, they do a lot of Latin stuff. They also do like rock, 
uh, gets into some blues at times. But then, I mean, like, if you listen to Kicking Rocks, that's, like, just straight up, like, classic rock, you know? And so it's really, it, it really is something for everyone, you know? Some people are like, man, I, I loved Kicking Rocks, but, but, you know, forehead, like, at the end, you guys, like, switched time signatures so much, and it, it got crazy. I couldn't keep up. You know, I don't really like that one as much. Other people are like, bro, you got, how do you count that? Like, gosh, you guys, okay, like, y'all are on point. And then kicking rocks, they're like, man, this is just straight up, you know, whatever. So it's something for everybody. It's pretty cool. Where does the name come from? Actually, if you go on YouTube okay. and you type, this, this is how I was introduced to the name. <laughs> if you go to YouTube and you type in FUA English, just F-U-A space English. There is a video of a guy in Mexico. I think he's in Mexico City. I don't know exactly where he's at. It's at nighttime, and this guy is, like, belligerent drunk. Like, he is inebriated. He's gone. And he's just, like, talking to these these cops, like, pull him over. And, you know, they got it. Basically, it's like a news segment. It's like the effects of alcohol. And they have this guy, and they're just the cops are just talking to him. And he's drunk, like, just pissed drunk. And this guy's like, Whoa! It means uh, the character, you know, it's like, he's like, it's what you project into the universe. And then he's like, you know, if you see a person who is dead, you know, do you just leave him there? No. He's like, you, you, and and when that person gets up and serves society, that's it's what you put into. And it's like, yo, number one, you're, you are gone. My guy, like you're gone. But also, he's just like, you know, it was a good message. It was like, yo, and that's kind of what the premise of, like, foie is. That's why I say you got to say it a certain way. It's like, it's not just like, oh, foie, you know, it's like, foie, because it's like, it's like that, that energy and it's like what you project into the universe and it'll come back to you like tenfold, you know, you put out good vibes. Those good vibes are going to come right back to you. Of course, of course. That's what it's all about, you know. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. Hey, speaking of vibes, what's going on with Ill Records? How's that going? Yo, so Ill has been, it's been on pause for a little bit. I haven't been doing too much with it, but um, I am working on some stuff, actually. So I'm looking at, I mean, for up here, especially because it, it'd be cold. It'd be cold. Uh, I'm trying to make like some hoodies. I'm going to do some more hats maybe okay. some different colors yeah um yeah. no i'm just trying to stack up my bread so that i can like actually pay for it and then get all the stuff and then sell it but um yeah i'm thinking about doing some more hats maybe beanies definitely some hoodies because it's getting it's getting a little colder now um and you know i'm i'm trying to but i mean i've also been kind of taking some time to do some research on like where to get my materials from also different things like, you know, uh, screen press versus like, you know, just like an like iron on stuff. Also embroidery. So I've been just trying to get my chops up on the kind of fashion side of it uh, just so that once I'm, you know, coming up with these ideas. I mean, you know, my ill hats and all my stuff, my children's shirts, they came out really nice. But I just want to make sure I'm like I kind of have that like thing that sets me apart as well, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if that's, like, a little embroidered ill on the sleeve or, you know, something like that, just trying to get connects and figure out how to get that done. If I need to do it myself, what kind of equipment I need. 
So I've been taking some time to really uh, invest in picking up knowledge in that uh, so that when I actually do come back and start dropping stuff, it's just, you know, that much better. Um, and then as far as the music goes, I mean, I got like a hard drive. I got I got two hard drives full of beats. Actually, I got two hard drives right here. I got, I got two hard drives full of beats. Oh, oh, this one's plugged in, so I can't pull it out. But I got two hard drives full of beats. I mean, like, I got beats for days. So I really do need to sit down and actually write. This <laughs> is like stop producing because I be making beats like all the time. I feel that. Speaking of some sick beats, I'm talking about daily news coming soon, releasing on the channel today on Vibes with Urka. I want to know a little bit more about the track, where it came from, your collaboration with Darius Beats. Just give me some details. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. Darius Beats. Man, that's, that's my man. He worked at Sweet. well, it still works at Sweetwater. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, that I was like, showing him some like hip hop stuff. That's how I met him. I mean, there's not many people in that building that do hip hop, unfortunately, but, um, you know, we, we got together, we started working on some beats and doing some stuff. So he's one day he like FaceTimed me and he had this little loop playing in the background. It was super just mono, like monotone. It was like, it wasn't anything crazy. Actually, when you hear the beat, it was that little, like those chromatic half steps that was all he had playing and i was wow. like and you know he he had it he, and he was like yeah i'm just working on this like i'm about to make a beat around it and he was putting some drums on it and i was like no that's not -uh, that's not what that's giving me like uh -uh, i'm not feeling that so i was like you'll send it to me and i put the rest of the beat all around it and I sent it back to him and he was like, yo, this is dope. Like definitely not the direction that he was going, but it's like, I folks with this still, like, this is dope. So then we ended up sitting down writing, um, and just coming up with everything. And, um, you know, like the message behind it, like daily news, um, it's, you know, daily news is a play on words because it's, you know, it's daily news, like the newspaper, which you'll see by the cover, but um, it was more of like, you know, this was during the time when I wrote this and came up with it. This was during the George Floyd protests uh, that, you know, a lot of just social unrest in the country about uh, a lot, of, you know, around things that were going on. It was very, it was very turbulent time. You know, COVID was COVID was in the gym shooting threes like Steph Curry, like COVID was not missing. And so uh that's what I wrote it about, you know, because like, you know, there's a line in there. I'm like, you know, they're trying to march on March. I'm like, for what? Can't see how the system is corrupt, you know? And it's like, you know, these people, you know, we were watching people storm like in Michigan, you know, they went up to the, the Capitol building or they went up to the, uh, you know, somewhere downtown, went to some government building. They walked in with like arm, you know, assault rifles and all this stuff. You know, we were seeing people who like didn't on one hand, they were like, man, you know, F y'all for, you know, protesting about some stuff I don't care about. But then they were outside, like, open the barbershops, open the nail salons. You know, this is a, this is a, this is terrible. You know, this is, I can't do it without a haircut. And I was like, bro, it's been like, it's been like six months. I ain't had a haircut. Like, wow. damn near, I was about to cut, I was about to cut my hair myself. But whoo, when you say I would have never recovered from that. Oh man, I had to just let it grow let it grow let it grow <laughs> for real because but you know it was just like it was weird it was weird especially as a black person and especially working at Sweetwater and being in a place like Indiana and just seeing like people did not 
genuinely did not care and had no problem telling you they didn't care, you know? And, and I was talking to my managers. I was talking to a lot of people who were just like, whatever. Didn't like, didn't care. Didn't even care about me as an employee or how I was feeling, you know? And so I was just like, it was weird because it was like, how can you care so much about your barbershop being closed, but you can't even, you can't even like, open your wallet or just say a prayer. You can't do nothing like for the George Floyd's family, for Philando Castile, Sandra Bland, like you start naming all these people. I mean, I walked into work one time. I kid you not around this time. I walked into work and I had a mask, like a face mask on. Mm -hmm. And it had like the faces of all these black people who had been killed. And in the middle, it said black lives matter. And I walked into work one time and one of my managers was like, what is that on your mask? And someone else was like, black people, idiot. Like, <laughs> wow. you know, and it was just like, it was such a, like, it was on one hand, it was disheartening. It was kind of like, man, like I'm seeing this like very weird, I guess paradox would be the word. I don't know. But like, I was, it was like weird to observe that, especially as a black person in a place where there weren't a lot of black people. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, y'all really don't care. And it shows, you know? And so it was just weird. So that's what I wrote the verse about. And it was, and I kind of tied it back to that daily news because I mean, as you probably, I mean, you can, you can relate to this. It felt like every day something new was happening. It felt like, my God, they're pro. Okay. Oh, this happened. Oh my gosh. Okay. And it got to the point where it was like, you wake up, you're like, what's going to happen today? Mm Mm-hmm. I remember when I couldn't get off Twitter because, and I was like awake all night on Twitter looking at all this stuff happening, you know, and it was, it was just wild. So it was a, it was a really wild time. And I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta put a pen to paper and I gotta get my thoughts down and just like kind of express how I'm feeling and what I'm seeing because it was strange. It just like didn't, it didn't make sense, but it also made perfect sense at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It feels like a different kind of a whole different world back then. Just every day you'd wake up, you'd be stuck at home. And then to see things going on, you're like, I like, I can't believe it's another day, another person dead. Um, and then the world just like collapsing at the same time. Right. Still collapsing. Still, still collapsing. Oh, absolutely. Still collapsing in different and ways. On fire. Oh, and yeah. and, oh my gosh yeah the house is on fire like for yeah. real but i'm staying positive <laughs> <laughs> hey that was the that was the only thing you could do you know it was like i'm gonna turn my phone off mm-hmm. and i'm gonna just lay here in silence and uh yeah yeah I'm just jump stay into music i know i started i just started making beats randomly just to pass the time and mm-hmm. You know, for me, I was, I'm not really a producer. Um, I'm more of a coordinator and a manager, um, as we know. Uh, but just, it kind of is a great segue. Like, anything that went ha- went down, I would just kind of, like, go on my computer and just shut down and turn off social media. Because I would just get sucked into everything. And then I would want to do more. But then I would just get bogged down by life. And it would just, whatever. But here we are today. And we moved, we've moved forward a little bit. Like, I feel more, I feel better vibes than i have yeah. since 2020 um 
but you know, yeah. chaos comes. But yeah, I have listened to your track and I did, I've played it a lot and I put it on repeat, I bump it with some other songs. I've slipped it into my DJ mixes when I played for shows and I've gotten a lot of good feedback. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the world and my audience to be able to hear it so they know what kind of vibe you put together um, and what you and Darius worked on because it was so good. And I want to hear more from you. I know you hear that from me all the time, but I want to hear more. Do we have anything on the horizon that I can like mark my calendar for? Any projects or anything? Uh, at the at the moment, no calendar dates right okay. now. I'm just kind of focusing on recording for the band. Um, but I, like I said, you know, I've got two hard drives full of beats, and I'm still making beats and throwing them on these hard drives. And so I've got a lot and. Um, yeah, I'm definitely getting back around to where I can, like, write again, you know, like, because, uh, you know, write for a while. I think just last year just sucked so much energy out of me that I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything, you know, I was That's like, true. so, um, so, yeah, this year I've really just been focusing on, you know, stepping into my bag, trying to zip it up like a onesie. That's a bar right there, but, um <laughs> You know, I've just been like, yeah, just been focusing on that. And now, now I'm back to a place where I'm like more comfortable. I got time, you know, I got, I got some flexibility. So I want to get back into, that's why I say I got to get back into like writing specifically. So no dates yet, but I mean, I'm definitely working on stuff all the time. You know, I've got like, I've already started putting together like a, a folder. I almost said a pile, a folder of beats, um, that I want to use on a project because okay, okay. um, I still want to drop the Midas effect. Oh, and yeah, it's it's gonna be called the Midas effect, and it, it's not the Midas touch, and that's on purpose uh, because I want the whole album similar to Novocaine, similar to Daily News, what you'll hear and stuff like that. Um, it's more of like a uh, it's more of like an observation about how you know as Black people in American culture. We have that Midas effect. We can take it, something ordinary like a iPhone ringtone and we can turn it into gold, you know, and we are you see it all the time. People, you know, we're curating content on TikTok, on all these social media platforms. We're driving fashion industries. We're driving the music industry, all this stuff. And we have that Midas effect of being able to touch something and turn it into gold. But it seems like as, you know, as a people, it just seems like we can't keep it. It seems like the second we t touch it and turn it into gold, it's taken by everybody, you know. And so, you know, that was that's like kind of the difference. King Midas, whatever he touched, turned to gold and he got to keep it. As black people, we touch everything and it turns into gold. And then right away, it's taken, you know, and Literally. yeah, you. You know? So yeah, so that's on the that that's on the horizon for sure. You know that's okay. that's why I say it's more okay. of an observation. But I just want to make a couple songs and talk about it, talk about my life, how stuff's been going. I got just you. Talk about I everything. You. you know, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe someone has a birthday coming up in this wonderful birthday month. Do you have any plans for your big day? Uh, I'm trying to go to Top Golf. Okay. <laughs> I'm take my roommate to IKEA because he's never because they're like oh right gosh. next to each other in Indianapolis. Um, and then I think that evening or that nighttime, something like that, my uh, my neighbor behind me, he's been talking about throwing like a huge party all summer, 
and um, he just decided he wanted to do it this weekend. And uh, so he's been prepping for it for probably like a month now. And um, I was like, yo, instead of Saturday, can we do it on Sunday? Because it's my birthday. Hey. And he was like, let me ask my wife. And I actually just took Mozart out to pee. And he was like yelled from his house. He was like, yo, we're on for Sunday. So so it's just going to be like a good night of just hanging out, uh, just like meeting people, probably invite a bunch of friends over. Uh, it's outside too, which is the good thing. It's not like it's in an enclosed space. So we're all outside. It's around like a bonfire. He's got like a, we've got like, like I said, it's a whole lot of space that you get with these houses. So we've got like a, both of our yards combined. It's just a huge space. And, um, so yeah, we're just going to throw it there, put like a PA system. Our neighbors are pretty chill too. So yeah. Perform anything. You're going to have a little celebrity moment. Um, if I don't know, I mean, it could be some of my stuff. I mean, it's my birthday. Who knows? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And they don't be on that, you know, beer and liquor. They be on that moonshine. Oh my gosh. It's like some hillbillies up here. So, (laughs) So, you know, so yeah, I mean, my, my neighbor that this guy that's throwing the party when July 4th was rolling around the whole, like basically month leading up to July, basically the whole month of June. I don't know where he found them, but this dude went and got mortars. And he was like, yeah, it's like a third of stick of dynamite. And he would just chuck them into his fire and like they would blow up. Jesus. So, I mean, on one hand, you know, you're, you're outside. You're like, what the, what was that? Oh my God. But now like on the, on the upside, like my dog is completely desensitized to thunder. Like he, it does not affect him at all. He's like, whatever. Like I've been through worse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it scares all of us. So now, like, yeah, we, we sleep through everything. So That's crazy. Oh my so yeah, we're gonna throw a party back there and just like hang out. You know, it'll be a good time. So maybe I'll perform some of my stuff. Okay. I know they're gonna we're gonna take some instruments and just kind of jam and stuff like that as well. So I'll probably be on keys. It might be the whole night. I don't know. You know, piano man. Let's go. Are you turning twenty six? Turning twenty five. Twenty five. Okay, that was my second yeah. guess. I didn't know if you were a year or two years older than me. Yeah, I'm like, but I'm like behind all my peers. It's funny. Everyone's like, yeah, oh, okay, 26, I see you. And I'm like, no, no. 25. <laughs> I feel that. Same here. Um, everyone's like, you're turning 25. I'm like, nope, 24. I'm a baby. We're babies. We are. <laughs> Shout out to the babies. Literally, the September babies. And only the September babies. Literally. literally. It always hits us. Like, we always just kind of, like, catch that last wind of birthdays. Exactly, yeah. Because that's, like, right after school starts. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, you either make the cutoff or you don't. Yep. And if you make the cutoff, everyone's like, yeah, I'm turning turning 10. You're like, damn, I'm only 8. Like, I still got to turn 9. You know, like, you're still trying to catch up. So, yeah. Yeah, but I barely made that cut. So I'm I'm right on the tail end of it as well. Yeah. I always say now age is just a number. Like you could be 50, you could be 19, you could be 35, and you could act like you're any of the ages that I just mentioned. So it kind of just depends on your maturity at this point rather yeah. than the actual number. Yeah, that is 100% true. I, I totally agree with that. Anyway, <laughs> I want to know what you're listening to right now. Let's swap a bop. True. Uh, right now, uh, I mentioned it earlier, the house is on fire, or the house is burning. So um, that's uh, Isaiah Rashad. 
Okay. Um, I've been listening to Baby Keem. Um, I just got put on to his music. Everybody was like, yo, new Kendrick, new Kendrick. I'm like, new Kendrick? What? I gotta go check this out. Oh. And uh, he was on the, like two tracks, I think, with Baby Keem. And so, and I hadn't heard of him before, but I like his music. So I've been listening to Baby Keem. Um, I also listen to, like, now I listen to a lot more melodic stuff. I used to just, like, bump trap and uh, that... I wouldn't say that was it, but I would say it was mostly trap. But now I I bang like Neo Soul, like um, Moonchild. Um, I listen to a lot of like um, Flying Lotus, Fly Low. Um, what's the? Uh, I don't know why I'm like Thundercat. I listen to Thundercat. Um, you know, Katronada. Um, you know, I keep up with like uh, Kenny Beats. And so he's always putting new artists on and stuff like um, I not recently, but like I've known about him for a little while now. But like uh, J.D. Beck and Domi, um, they are like crazy. Oh, my God. They are they're wicked talented. I would love to meet them. Uh, but Domi would probably blow me away on the keys. Actually, no, probably she would. She would blow me away on the keys. But um, yeah, it's it's really cool. Um so just paying attention to, you know, things like selection um, and paying attention to like Kenny Beats live streams, Ilmon's live streams, uh, just following following along with some of my favorite producers has opened up a whole lot of doors as far as finding new artists and stuff. And crazy enough, I actually find music through like TikTok as well. You know, like you'll, you'll hear these sounds and stuff like it'll be some funny TikTok or something like that. And then you're like. The song kind of bangs though. Like, what is that? I'll go look it up. Find new artists that way. So it's it's like all around, you know. It's like just basically just keeping an open ear and kind of following the people who are setting those trends and really kind of pushing the industry forward. Uh, that's how I find a lot of new artists. I got you. All right, I'm gonna swap back. I got one. This guy's a really talented pianist. He just paired with this group called Cercel. I believe that's how you say the name, but they do a lot of these like um, outdoor music concerts and they live stream them. So this guy, his name is Sofian Pomart. He plays the piano. He just did um, an outdoor concert at the Northern Lights with Cercel Music. Um, it's super pretty. It's him like playing the piano and behind him is the Northern Lights, the auroras going on and it's yeah. super pretty. I've only seen a couple minutes just because it's a really long live stream uh, but this whole company, like they go every, they go all over the world. They go to the Seven Wonders, they go to Egypt. They just go everywhere and they do like drone shots of people playing music like around them in the scenery and it's super peaceful. So I'd highly recommend as a fellow pianist, I think you would like it um, just to watch, just like feel the vibes. It's ultimate goal for me too because I would love to perform somewhere and just be a part of nature and feed off the nature so that's really what I've been listening to lately and then a lot of SoundCloud remixes my last guest on the show got me into like looking more into SoundCloud his name was uh, DJ Real Time um, mm -hmm. but just there's a lot of stuff on SoundCloud that you can't really find anywhere else um, yeah. not on the streaming platforms uh, so there's a lot of like hidden gems I just found a Bittersweet Symphony remix that mm -hmm. I've been listening to the original by the verb for so long uh, that I didn't even realize that I mean I kind of knew I knew like 
like there's definitely remixes out there, but just to dive in on SoundCloud and, and find like one of my favorite songs right now has been incredible. So I recommend those two. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. I'm so jealous of that little Moog back there. I want my own. Hey, get the uh, get the workstat. What's that? It's like a little DIY. It's, I think it's spelled W E R K S T A T. Workstat. Okay. I think that's what it's called. But it's like a it's like a little DIY mono synth. Mm. Um, and you like put it together. It's got CV outputs and stuff too, so you can control other synths once you start upgrading, like get more stuff and add it to your collection. Um, but it's like, I mean, it's small, it's, it's real small. It fits in your hand and, um, you're able to, you know, plug MIDI into it, like a little MIDI keyboard and you've got, uh, you know, envelope control, you've got an oscillator, um, you know, you've got a couple different parameters. It's really good for starting out too. Like if you're looking for something to, I need one oscillator, <laughs> an envelope, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it like teaches you the basics so that when you and it has a CB outputs too, so that you can connect it to stuff, you can learn how to do that. Um, so that when you get something like a Moog One and you like splurge on it, you know you're not looking at it like, oh my god, this thing is. I don't know what any of this is. You know, it's it kind of breaks it down on a simpler level. So that when you get to the bigger stuff, that's got you know the VCOs and all this stuff, and it's got multiple oscillators you know, everything, you're not confused or overwhelmed by it. You're just like, oh, this is just like three work sets put in one machine or this is, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's a pretty cool thing that Moog came out with. That's a Moog as well. Okay. All right. I'm yeah. going to check it out. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Look at you with the, the hookups on the gear still. Hey, I, I'm always looking at it. You know, yeah. I'm always looking <laughs> I got you. I definitely need because I, since I play piano, I want to like jump into the synthesizers and start kind of figuring out the sounds. But I'm always very intimidated by Moog. But yeah. Anyway, I got one last question for you, Mr. Komodo. I just yep. want to know you've touched on it throughout the episode, but more any advice that you have for young artists, anyone kind of like how to go through life these days. Your best advice and wisdom. Go. Don't quit. <laughs> Don't quit. Don't quit. It's simple. But it works. Don't quit. And, you know, it's tough sometimes. It is. And that's life and music. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you sit down and you're like, yo, I just came up with 20,000 melodies and they were all garbage. And you're like, bro, I don't even feel like doing music today. And I mean, that's okay. It's okay to have those days. Just don't quit. Just Mm -hmm. don't give up. You know, Um, when I take a look at you know, where I came from, like when I, back when I tried to be a DJ and I got my turntables, I was trying to learn how to scratch and I couldn't do it. My hand coordination was not there. Oh no. Um, I quit. I did quit, <laughs> but I got, you know, I went and I bought my laptop. I got FL studio. I started making like dubstep and stuff. It was trash. It was also trash. <laughs> Might as well plug your headphones into the garbage can. It was oh like gosh. bad. Damn. But then, um, you know, but I, I didn't give up on that. I just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. And, um, you know, and then it got me to a point where that's when I met my mentor, Darius. Not Darius Beats here in Indiana. There's another Darius that's in North Carolina. Um, and he goes by Carl Marx. Oh. Uh, and he was very instrumental in helping me just come up from 
take basically taking me from where I was at inside of FL working in a sequencer and going more into okay I'm actually gonna like compose this song or I'm gonna like really play this you know he taught me a lot of Ableton and you know stuff like that and so um yeah you know as it as it keeps going you know like now when I sit down like in my studio you know I look around and I'm just nothing but grateful because you know it's it's what I dreamed of you know it's, it's seriously it's what I dreamed of I was like man you know one day I want to own a Nord I, I want a Nord like that is my dream keyboard and last year in quarantine, I was like, fuck it. And I bought it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like that stimmy came through and I was like, bet. I blew the whole stimmy on that shit, bro. Oh my I, was, gosh, same. I was hurt. <laughs> I was hurt. Like I paid for it. The money left my account and I looked at where it was and I was like, ah. But, um, you know, like just don't quit because, you know, if you work hard, if you work hard and you keep going for it and if you don't quit, you'll eventually get there. It's not impossible mm-hmm. to, to do anything. It's not impossible. So, yeah, that would be my advice in music, in life, everything in general. Don't quit. This what you want to do. Exactly. Word. Well, thank you so much. I also want to know, is there any EDM scene in Indiana? That's a little side. Yeah, there is. Okay. Uh, there's a place, um, as far as I know, I've been to, there's a place called, I think it's all Sullivan's, uh, but it's like a bar here in town, and they have a... Um, they have like theme nights and so they'll do you know like hip-hop acts one night they do edm one night they'll have djs come in they have like a lot of djs from around the city that'll come in and play um you know they do like latin nights um you know a bunch of stuff so yeah like i said it's very it's very artsy here and so there's a lot of people making edm and there's a whole lot of people who are listening to edm and really, you know, really just like taking all of that in, like they're really into that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I've I've been to hip hop shows where the DJ will be playing for this rapper, and he'll be like, "I actually need to go because I got to go to another club because I have an EDM set." Oh shit! And they'll just, you know, they'll bounce and they'll go DJ at a club, and you know, they 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 rage. I mean, wow. they go hard. They really do. Good to know. Adding to my list when I can yeah. visit. Yeah. Hopefully, once all this kind of COVID stuff settles down, we can do some traveling, maybe do some collabing in person, yeah. uh, get stuff going. But yeah, thanks, Kubota, Will Henderson II, for coming onto the show and chatting with me on Vibes with Urka. It's so good to see you, bro. Like, I, I can't even explain like how much you mean to me as a friend, as a brother, but uh, you've been the best. You're so wonderful. You just kind of like save me every single time. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. And same to you. It's Seriously, from day one, whether that was in an improv breakout or a, a you know departmental meeting, questionable. Whether that was L.A. or someone's or, house or Jim Roberts' uh, oh, world ensemble, no. it doesn't matter where it is. I we always have a good time, like true. Always, always, always. Erica, you stay bringing the good vibes, and I got you. I got you. Thank you. And I go by Erica now officially, just to let you know. Officially, let's go. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get this. You're still on my phone. It's Erica, too. (laughs) Oh, perfect. (laughs) Yeah. 
I love it. But yeah, I'm so excited. I'm going to play your new track next. We're releasing Daily News, produced by Komodo and Darius Beats. It's going to be sick. I hope you enjoy it all. Thank you so much, Komodo, for coming on the show. Let's go! Let's go! Uh <laughs>